Hello and welcome. The name of this podcast series is Taboo Truths and Tales. This podcast deals with subject matter considered to be taboo. This podcast deals with a person's perception of truths. And this podcast deals with storytelling tales of fiction told by an individual. You need to choose for yourself what you perceive as truths versus tales because very often in real life, that distinction is not crystal clear. This podcast is marked explicit. You should not listen to this podcast if you happen to be under the age of 18 or if someone under age 18 is listening there with you. Taboo Truths and Tales is hosted by Madeira D'Souza. That's me. Some of you may know me by my nickname as Woody. Whatever you want to call me, I welcome you here to this podcast. Now let's get started. Thank you. This episode is named Sin City Mail Feast. Written and produced by Madeira D'Souza. This is a taboo tale of science fiction for your consideration and pleasure. Thank you for coming here today to listen to this podcast episode. And now, here is the narrator. Sitting down at a table as a group to share a meal is a long-standing tradition. But I have a very different perspective on sharing a meal that I am certain will stick with you for a while. The meal I shall describe for you in detail here today took place in a top-secret location somewhere within Las Vegas. It happened on the evening of February 14th in the year 2075. I had just celebrated my 25th birthday, and this meal was a gift that I gave to myself to observe having lived a quarter century. I felt like I was ancient. Well, to look back at being 25 once again. My fellow guests that night were four other men of which I was the youngest. There were two men sitting down with us at the dinner table who were both age 75. Two other dinner guests were age 39 and 44. What we all had in common was that we could afford to pay an extraordinarily grand amount of money for just one dinner on one night in Las Vegas. At the center of that memorable meal was an 18-year-old white male. Yes, you heard me correctly. The meal was built around serving an 18-year-old white male. The five of us dinner guests were present for the purpose of eating this man. We were going to eat the masterfully prepared 18-year-old white male in Las Vegas that evening. He was alive at the start of the evening. That was absolutely essential. He needed to be alive and fully aware of what was happening to him that night. The man who would be dinner was bound at his wrists and ankles while lying naked, stretched out on an electric grill, centered within a large horseshoe-shaped table. We as dinner guests sat around the outside of the horseshoe but we were sufficiently near the electric grill to feel the heat. We also were in very close proximity to the 18-year-old object of our culinary desires, so we could watch his every move, his struggles in vain to escape, and hear his frenzied screams of horror. The muscular chef had plenty of room so he could walk out into the center of the horseshoe to get his big, thick hands on the terrified 18-year-old white male. We referred to our dinner that night as the long pig. The 18-year-old guy was tall. He was six feet, four inches in height. 
but that is not why we referred to him as the long pig. He was not at all shaped like a pig. This guy was in fact in excellent physical condition. He was slender yet muscled. So why the long pig phrase? Truth is the phrase came to Western civilization in the 19th century from stories originating in the Fiji Islands. From that era, the phrase the long pig specifically referred to human beings, usually male, who were eaten by other human beings. There is also an historical connection to travelogues written by Frederick O'Brien in 1919. His writing immortalized previously unknown practices taking place in French Polynesia. He wrote about how after battles were won, vanquished warriors were brutally killed in a frenzied ritual. Then the victors ate the flesh of the losers. The five of us dinner guests were called the Pentad. That word comes from ancient Greek and refers to a group of five. So there we were in Las Vegas. We were excited to be attending the special meal of the long pig, a physically attractive young male who had lived 18 years up until that fateful night. He had been kidnapped from within a group of young males who were visiting Las Vegas from Southern California for a few days of living out their fantasies. This guy had run out of time to live. Tonight, this 18-year-old male would feed other men's fantasies. Literally. Too clever, right? You may want to know. What right did the Vegas Pentad have to kidnap an 18-year-old male visiting Sin City from Rancho Cucamonga? Fuck that question. The Vegas Pentad had no right whatsoever, none. It is illegal to kidnap anyone. It is illegal to butcher anyone. It is illegal to eat the one who was butchered. Illegal, 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 illegal. You want to know the truth. Really know it. Okay? It was incomprehensible fun that night. In Las Vegas on Valentine's Day 2075. Unparalleled fun to watch an attractive 18-year-old male's life being stolen from him. So brutally. Yes, his manly juices were stolen from him as well that night. Happy Valentine's Day. Shot his final load so romantically on February 14th. Then the muscular chef cut this guy's manhood itself off. Separating his cock and balls from his attractive body. He screamed and trembled desperately under the intense agony he was experiencing. The five of us drooled in anticipation. We shared a common unspoken hope. This kidnapped hunk's thick cock and swollen balls would taste so utterly delicious after they were sautéed with fresh red onions, garlic, and mushrooms. The muscular chef had a big erection that was very visible from behind his bright white chef's apron that night. He leered at the severed cock and balls. Yeah, leered is the best word here. This anonymous chef with big muscles and a bulge between his legs was a brilliant practitioner of molecular gastronomy. This is a fancy 85-cent phrase that means taking a deliberate scientific approach using primarily chemistry to prepare what is going to be ingested. The chef knew how to cook a young man's body to keep all the internal juices where they needed to be. He knew the correct temperature for this difficult task. The accomplished chef knew about adding certain fruit juices to increase viscosity or delicious thickness of human flesh. And most important of all, the chef knew how to butcher tonight's dinner 
without releasing too many bitter hormones into the freshly killed body of the doomed 18-year-old male from Rancho Cucamonga, California. Ending the doomed guy's life that night had to be absolutely correct for the chef to use his scientific skills in cooking the meat for us. So, what did the chef use to kill the 18-year-old male? Simple. Effective. Surprising. A small-caliber gun was inside the electric grill to which the naked young man was bound. A muffled gunshot went off. We all were surprised when we heard it. The young man who took the bullet heard nothing at all. It was over too fast for his mind to process the experience. He was shot dead in what, to him, was a surprising way, so he would not panic in anticipation of being murdered like that. The bullet to the back of his head smashed through his skull and never exited out through his forehead. A clean shot. It was over in no time at all. He once was a virile 18-year-old male who had a bright future in front of him. Now all he had in front of him were hungry spectators anxiously awaiting to eat him up that night, as our dinner lay there freshly killed while we stared at him. A group of five waiters emerged from behind us. They each were examples of strong masculinity and youth. They were dressed only in very tight-fitting black trousers that emphasized their crotches. Their big bare feet were exposed to us. Their bare muscle chests were inviting us tempting us, daring us, to reach out and pinch their erect nipples. They each carried in each hand fancy glass bottles filled with wine. These five waiters started pouring each of us in the pentad a generous amount of wine, which we were urged to enjoy slowly and deliberately. We understood that proper time was needed to drain the blood from the dead man's body before the cooking of him could begin. More wine, gentlemen. More wine. Have even more wine. Drink up. Enjoy yourselves. While the blood flows deliberately out, 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 and away. The five of us dinner guests were mesmerized by the five young, handsome, shirtless waiters who gave us much wine to drink. The wine made us even less mindful of anything. We each were selected by one sexy waiter who attempted to kneel down in front of us while we all sat at that horseshoe-shaped table. There was not enough room so the waiters urged us to push back our chairs away from the horseshoe-shaped table. That was to give them each room to do what they came here to do to us all. First, they unzipped us all. They carefully took our dicks in their hands. They bent down and applied suction to us all. We gulped down more wine as the five waiters gulped down all of us. At one point immediately following the conclusion of the sucking and the five waiters exiting the dining area, that was when the muscled chef made this announcement. Your masculine meal tonight has been successfully drained of his blood. Any man who wants a complimentary pint of this man's warm red stuff before going home tonight, just let me know. We will keep it at proper temperature for you. Then the chef brought out a small pair of silvery, battery-powered clippers and started buzzing away the 18-year-old's curly blonde hair from the top of his head all the way down his torso to his groin area. The chef carefully removed all the cut blonde hair away and at that point turned on the electric grill. A few strands of blonde hair had fallen onto the grill and they instantly were incinerated. Ah, the wonderful scent of a blonde man's hair burning up fast in the evening's air. A bright red apple was placed for symbolism into the forced open mouth of the dead guy from Rancho Cucamonga. 
His red lips contrasted against the shiny red apple jammed into his mouth. We all could sense that the electric grill was working as it needed to. The tempting scent of the roasted flesh of the dead guy filled the dining area quickly. The muscled chef's erection was more pronounced now. He reached for a pre-prepared selection of citrus peels, dill weed, rosemary, cumin, sage, and cinnamon, all of which are essential to use together if you are preparing a slow-roasted man for eating that same night. The five of us seated around the roasting guy applauded wildly and shouted our approvals to the chef. He grabbed his bulging crotch through his chef's apron and grunted at us with a vague sexual sound. I know I speak on behalf of the five of us seated around that horseshoe-shaped table. We each completely understood and forgave the muscular chef. He removed his chef's apron and all his clothing. We watched him as he relieved himself of his protein-filled juices, which splattered onto the muscled chest of the dead guy roasting. The chef grunted something vaguely sexual once again, and then put back on his clothing and his chef's apron. He still had work to do. The roasting was not yet finished. At that point in the evening, the five shirtless waiters wearing tight-fitting black trousers came back to be of service. The five of us offered to pay back the five waiters for their earlier services to us. So it was that each waiter was properly drained of precious manly fluids at least a couple of times. I personally took care of at least two of those hot waiters who seemed more than willing to accept the kindness of my lips and tongue that night. Eventually the time arrived when the chef announced, I shall now carve the long pig for all of you to eat. Once again, we applauded and shouted our approvals. We were so hungry. We could not wait to devour what remained of that 18-year-old guy who gave his life for our pleasure that evening in Las Vegas. You want to know, but do not want to ask this aloud, how does roasted young male flesh taste when being eaten? Okay. Fair question. I can tell you honestly, the thick chest of the 18-year-old male was the best tasting. It had the most flavor and texture. Yes, it tasted like chicken. What were you expecting me to say? Tastes like chicken. My second favorite part was the thin slices from his inner thigh area. That was a bit more textured than his chest. That tasted more gamey than his chest tasted. So you want to know, what did his cock and balls taste like? Yeah, I knew you would go there. These severed body parts were properly sautéed in onions, garlic, and mushrooms with just a hint of sesame oil. Five of us had to share. I would say we each got enough for the taste. This guy's roasted cock and balls did not taste that great if you want my honest opinion. I think that cock and balls taste better on a live man when you are merely licking and sucking him for pleasure. After we all had eaten as much or as little as we wanted, the five waiters returned once more. One of the good-looking waiters clad only in tight-fitting black trousers announced that they were immediately available for anything that any of us five wanted. It was all included in the grand amount of money I had already paid. So I chose two of the five waiters who appealed the most to me. One got behind me. The other got in front of me. They bent me over and fucked me roughly at the top and the bottom of me simultaneously. We each enjoyed a strong release of our juices, also simultaneously. When we were done, I had certain difficulty walking out of the dining area. But the chef came up to me and asked what I had thought of the evening. 
He wanted me to tell him the truth as he handed me a pint of the dead guy's blood to take home with me. I told the chef how I honestly felt. This evening was literally the most memorable of my entire life thus far. Watching an 18-year-old guy being milked and then shooting his load against his will, then watching the cutting off of his impressive cock and balls, then watching the cutting off the of his impressive thing. cock and balls the entire evening, then watching him shot, seeing him roasted on a grill. It was just, it was just disgusting, fucked up. Will stay with me forever and ever. I do not believe I will ever again want to dine on dead male again. I feel like I could begin to understand how warriors of ancient times would eat the roasted bodies of the defeated men. They believed incorrectly in ancient times that eating a man's flesh gave you his masculine powers and his virility, his manly spark. Perhaps more accurately was that all his illnesses were given to you since you ate his body. There's an old saying, you are what you eat. The chef told me, no worries. There's another old saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You have been listening to Sin City Mail Feast, a narrated taboo science fiction story written and produced by Madeira D'Souza. Thank you for tuning in. Please tell others about this podcast series so they can share in the enjoyment.